Hey everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. This is Jay. It is September, which means it is listener request month, 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 month. No expenses spared, guys, to bring you the highest audio quality out there. Uh, yeah, it is listener request month, and I want to say, first of all, thank you to everybody that submitted a request, uh, unfortunately. I'm not going to be able to get to every single request this month. I'm planning on doing about one a week, except for this week, and I'll explain why when I get into it. But like I said, I'm probably going to do about one a week. Uh, I picked some of my favorites, and like I said, if you sent it in and you gave me permission, uh, I will give a shout-out to you. Now, like I said, uh, there are some things that people sent in that I just either didn't watch or see or I'm not really into, and I messaged uh, whoever it was. I thanked them for it, and, you know, again, thank you, you know, to everybody that did send in a request. Um... But I'm going to bank a few of them because some of them were really, really good. Uh, like I said, I can't get to all of them this month. But in the future, I might do another another listener request month. Or just out of the blue, I might pick your topic. And, of course, if I do, you will get a shout-out. So this first one this week is actually going to be a two-parter, and there is a reason why for this. Let me explain. So this request was actually sent in by my good friend Carl. Now, Carl and I go way back to middle school. Uh, we were f- nerds. I mean, pretty much. I mean, Carl will admit that. Uh, I, I have freely admitted that on this show that I'm a big nerd. Um, like a lot of you guys out there, you know, we were sort of like the quote-unquote original podcasters or Mystery Science Theater 3000 people because we pretty much did that. You know, we spent Friday nights and Saturday nights, if we were not playing Dungeons and Dragons, we were watching films and adding our own commentary to them, or we were just sitting around having, you know, just really in-depth discussions of, you know, which chick is the hottest in the X-Men, who would win in a fight, uh, things like that. I mean, we were podcasting before, you know, podcasting was cool. So, one of the things that Carl and I would always talk about is music. Now, music is not something that I typically talk about on this show. Um, I really don't know why in the past I haven't talked about it. I think it's kind of hard to do with one person to kind of talk about some things that you like in music. It's usually good to have a good dialogue going. But, you know what? Carl reached out to me and he said, you know, listen... I'm sure this list has changed for you in in the, you know, 20 some odd years that I've known you, you know, give me your top five, like vocalists of all time. Doesn't matter the genre, you know, who are your top five vocalists? And I really sat down. I had a hard time. I had a hard time coming up with a top five vocalist. So I actually messaged Carl and I said, listen, I'm going to take your idea. I'm going to break it into two shows. I'm going to do my top five female vocalists and my top five male vocalists. Carl gave the thumbs up. So Carl, part one, just for you, my top five female vocalists. Now, that being said, this list was really, really hard to compile. Picking my five favorite female vocalists, you know, leaving people off of my list. I mean, this was really, really tough. Really, really tough. If you're a music fan, try that. Try saying, hey, who are my top five guitarists? Who are my top five lead singers? You know, see if you really, you know, there might be one or two people where you're like, well, that's a no-brainer. That person is going on there. But, you know, as you fill out your list, you're like, okay, I got my five. Oh, wait a minute. What about so-and-so? It's really, really hard. So these are five singers that really have kind of influenced me or or I just really connect with them uh, for some different reasons maybe um, you know I 
I'm the world's worst singer. I'm going to say that right now. If you were putting together a list of, you know, top five worst singers of all time, I'm number one through five. Um, I could, I cannot sing. When I sing along to the radio, Diana, my daughter, like, I mean, it just, she gets annoyed. Like, why do you sing like that, daddy? Why do you sing like that? Like, this is what I hear all the time. I know I can't sing. I also know very little about the technical aspect of singing. Um, when I put my list together, I actually watched some YouTube videos. A lot of them were, you know, a music coach rea- a music coach's reaction to blank, you know, whoever the artist was. And they were getting to some real technical stuff, and I was like, this is way over my head. Each one of these women have inspired something in me. Um, I, I just connect in some way. And again, look, this is not a definitive list. You know, I left some people off of this list and I, you know, before I name my number one, I'm going to give some honorable mentions. And trust me, even leaving people off of my honorable mentions list was tough. There are a lot of great female singers out there. I will say I had a much tougher time putting this list together than my top male vocalists and when I do that one in a few days I'll, I'll talk about that a bit so again I'm not really going to talk about the technical aspects of them I'm really going to talk about how how these singers sort of like strike a chord with me I guess you know um I grew up playing the guitar playing bass uh I was in a couple of garage bands high school bands cover bands yeah, I was not getting a record deal, you know, could I play the guitar? Yeah. Um, Diana, who you've heard on this show and you hear on her show, um, Elseworlds Finest, to me, she's a virtuoso. Um, she started playing the guitar 12 years old, maybe 13 years old. Um, and she was just a natural. I mean, she was just, and this is with not a lot of practice. I mean, when she would practice, oh my God, she was amazing. Even without practicing, she was really, really good. And, you know, she took a lot of music classes uh, all throughout middle and high school, so her knowledge of, of notes and song structure and whatnot is absolutely amazing. I mean, she should really be doing this list right now. But you know what? It's my show. It was a request from my good friend Carl. So, Carl, this is for you, my top five female vocalists. All righty, coming in. At number five, drum roll, please. And there is no drum roll because I do not have a drummer here in studio. Number five, Laura Jane Grace. Now, this might not be a person that you are very familiar with. Um, I was actually not very familiar familiar with her until about a year ago. Um, Laura Jane Grace, uh, she fronts a band called Against Me. It's a punk band, post-punk really more than your classic traditional punk. Uh, they actually kind of mix punk folk um they have a very unique and distinct sound and laura jane grace herself has a very unique and distinct sound now if you have pressed pause to sort of google or look on youtube or spotify if you looked up against me or laura jane grace and you've played it you're going to come back and say i thought this was your top five female vocalists laura jane grace is a transgender woman. She was born male. Um, you know, when she was a teen, she suffered, you know, through gender dysphoria. And about three or four years ago, she she came out as transgender, uh, legally changed her name to Laura Jane Grace. And, you know, she's been fronting the band ever since. I mean, she was fronting the band before, and she continues today, and as well as working on solo projects. Um... 
Diana is a huge fan of Against Me. Uh, she loves their music. Laura Jane Grace really strikes a chord with her, has a very special place in her heart. Um, if you actually listen to a couple of Diana's uh, Elseworlds Finest episodes, she actually does an episode called Tranny, which was the uh, which was Laura Jane Grace's autobiography. Diana read it. She does a whole thing on it. She highlighted passages that really stuck out to her. Um, she also has a discussion, and I forget which episode it is. She actually has her discussion where she has uh, she talks about three gen- transgender women who are very influential in her life, and she actually compares them to the three amigos, and she assigns them each a character. Uh, Laura Jane Grace is one of them. Uh, Magdalene Visaggio is the other. And, oh, I'm blanking on the third name. I'm so embarrassed. Anyway, we're talking about my top five female vocalists. So like I said, Laura Jane Grace fronts a band called Against Me. She does a lot of solo work as well, collaborations and whatnot. Um, You know, yeah, she is transgender. She is taking her hormones, but that does not affect her voice at all. Um... But she is a woman, you know, and you might say this is controversial. You might have your opinions on it. Uh, you know, she is an amazing singer. Uh, she has a very deep, raw, rage-filled voice. I mean, her songs are, um, you know, they are about discrimination. They are about uh, hatred and things like that, and, you know, just how, I mean, she is a self-proclaimed anarchist, um, she's a full-on feminist, she is anti-war, she is anti-hate, um, and, you know, this is, this is what her music is about, and when she sings, you feel her pain, you know, she has a song, Transgender Dysphoria Blues, which, again, you know, I don't know if there's anyone listening out there that is the parent of a transgender child, if you've ever had your child try to try to explain their dysphoria to you and and diana has tried it's very difficult for them to even put it into words and it's so much so difficult to really understand it i mean you really feel their pain and when laura sings uh i feel her pain you know i feel her pain i i i feel her just her sadness and and her anger at the state of the world today and the the way she sees things and and just the the injustice and 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 everything that she sings about i mean that passion and pain and just raw power it really really comes through in her voice and again you know say what you want about it she is female in my eyes and she is number five on my top uh top five female vocalist list excuse me um if you do want to check her out or check out Against Me and kind of get a, an idea of what I'm talking about. Some songs I can recommend. Uh, I Was a Teenage Anarchist, which is a great song. Uh, if you're kind of like in my age group, and I believe Laura herself is probably in her mid-30s. Um, according to Diana, who read her autobiography, Tranny, um, she really identified with the punk movement until it became very cliched and very, very not punk, which is something that I experienced when... I was sort of like in my middle school going into high school time, age, phase, whatever. Um, I was very much into punk music. I was into a lot of different kinds of music, and I was into punk music. I did not look punk at all. I didn't feel the need to look punk. To me, that's punk rock, is you appreciate the music, you appreciate the movement, you appreciate the message, but you are your own person. If you 
don't have a mohawk, you don't have spikes in your hair, you don't have piercings, crazy tattoos, dress a certain way, that does not mean that you are not punk. Punk is a state of mind, punk is a feeling, punk is something in your heart. And that's how Laura Jane Grace felt. Until people in the punk movement were like, you're not a punk because you dress like this, you act like this, your hair is like that, you are not a punk. And she was like, you know, the the movement's a lie. The revolution is a lie, which is a line from I Was a Teenage Anarchist. White Crosses, which is another great song. Uh, and Born on the FM Waves of the Heart, which is a duet that she does with Tegan of Tegan and Sarah, uh, who's another group that Diana listens to. Um, both of them on that song are absolutely amazing. So please check them out. Alrighty, so we are going from a trans punk goddess down to number four to probably one of the greatest female voices really in America ever. Number four for me is Ella Fitzgerald. Now, Ella Fitzgerald was a jazz singer, and she was an amazing jazz singer. My grandmother used to listen to jazz all the time. Uh, I would hear Nina Simone. I would hear Etta James, Louis Armstrong, you know, you name it. I remember hearing Ella Fitzgerald. I remember hearing a song called Miss Otis Regrets, which... Um, Ella Fitzgerald does a couple of different versions of it. She kind of does a fast, funky, spunky version, and she does a very soulful and melancholy version. I heard sort of that fast, you know, spunky sort of version the first time, and I thought she had a beautiful voice. Silky smooth. One of the things about Ella Fitzgerald, if you do listen to her, she has perfect diction. You understand every single word that she says. And in jazz, that's really hard to do because... It's very fast-paced. It's very almost improv. You know, jazz is like, it's improv music almost. One of her highlights, or one of her trademarks, I should say, is scat singing, where, you know, if you ever heard of it, in the middle of a song, ski dee doodly bop dee doo you know, going like that. She was pure genius at that. Um, her range is phenomenal, from, from low and melancholy to high and spirited. I mean, Ella could hit all the notes. Uh, her music was just full of soul, and it was just pure, pure beauty. I mean, if you've never listened to Ella Fitzgerald, if you've never really listened to jazz, if actually, if you're, if you're not a fan of jazz at all, and you would really like to try to get into jazz, Ella Fitzgerald is a great jumping off point. I mean, to the best of my knowledge, she didn't really write any of her songs at all. Other people did. She did a lot of songs from what we call the Great American Songbook, sort of standards that a lot of people have done. To me, she's done it the best. So like I said, if if jazz is not really your thing, or if you're ever sort of like, well, I want to get into jazz, and I really don't know a good place to start, I highly recommend listening to Ella Fitzgerald. And if you are going to listen to Ella Fitzgerald, Miss Otis Regrets is a great song. Like I said, there's two versions. The first time I heard it, it was sort of this upbeat, spunky version, which is really unusual because it's the song is about a woman who's sort of like in her time was sort of like a feminist, a rebel, and they end up hanging her at the end. And she does like this upbeat sort of like funky spunky version of it. She also does a very slow and melancholy version of it, which is probably the way the song really should go. To hear her go from one version to the next, oh my God, I mean, it's beautiful. Um, again, if you're going to listen to Ella Fitzgerald, Something's Gotta Give, great song. Um, 
you know, uh, when an irresistible force meets an immovable object, you know, she's talking about herself and the man that she's very attracted to. Uh, it's basically, it's a song really about two people that are very, very into each other and how the sparks fly. It is just a great uplifting song. The lady is a tramp. Now that's definitely an American standard. I'm sure you've heard Frank Sinatra's version of it. I'm sorry, Frank. Ella Fitzgerald beats you time in and time out when you hear ella fitzgerald sing the lady is a tramp oh my god it is just it is fun it is funky i mean this woman has got a beautiful voice even you know i went on youtube and i saw conscious of hers that she gave when she was you know she was up there in years i mean you know in her 70s and i mean she could still go out there and she could belt it out she had one amazing voice and she is number four on my list number three and i mean Transpunk Goddess is, is number four. The Queen of Jazz. I'm sorry. The Transpunk Goddess is number five. Queen of Jazz is number four. Who's next? Number three, KD Lang. Yes. KD Lang, I remember hearing uh I remember hearing her song Um Constant Craving a while back, and it's just beautiful. She has, to me, a smoldering voice. I mean when she sings, like, that's just what I picture. I picture, you know, not a fire, but I picture how, you know, sort of like you see the, the coals or, or the wood like smoldering and just that, that constant heat that you feel. I mean, that is Katie Lang. I mean, a smooth voice, great voice, pretty good range she has. She has done a ton of styles. She originally started off sort of as a country singer. She's gone on to do American Standard. She's covered a lot of people. Um, A little bit of pop thrown in there. And of course, you know, she's like, uh, I guess we would call her nowadays a social justice warrior. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, you know, she's very socially conscious. Um, you know, she stands up for women's rights, LGBTQ rights. And I mean, she is just an amazing person. Um, and just reading, you know, reading an article or an editorial that she wrote about her music and her song choices and her singing style, she sings for pure joy. You know, yeah, she's very outspoken and, 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 you know, she, she is an activist and, and, you know, there's a lot of things that she believes in and stands up for and fights for. But when it comes to singing, singing for her is fun, you know, and she said this herself in an editorial that she wrote for a magazine, you know, singing is just pure fun. It's pure joy. Um, when she makes song choices, they're songs that touch her you know, for whatever reason, and she just, you know, whatever it is, when she hears a certain song that she wants to cover or that somebody writes for her, she sort of gets up like, you know, how does this song make me feel, you know, and how can I convey that feeling out there to the audience? That's why I think she's a very, very good singer because, you know, she she does multiple genres, she does multiple styles, and you really feel it when she sings. Um, you know, She's got a lot of great songs out there, but if you've never listened to K.D. Lang, Constant Craving is a great place to start. That's probably one of her most famous songs out there. Um, Just, I mean, a beautiful, beautiful voice. Her version of The Joker, the Steve Miller song, uh, The Joker, she does it as sort of like this piano bar, slow kind of a ballad. 
Oh my God. I mean, you know, this is a song that goes, some people call me the the space cowboy. Some call me the gangster of love. I mean, she does it in this very slow. And and like I said, you really get the feeling that you're at a piano bar and it's, you know, just her, some guy on a piano. The room is full of smoke. You know, it smells like whiskey and whatnot. And she sings, you know, a Steve Miller classic, The Joker. Uh, Another great song off of like the first album uh, I ever heard off from her is a song called called If I Were You. Great, great song. Really showcases her voice. Really showcases her range. And again, sort of like that passion and and, and that smoldering intensity that she has is really going to come out in that song. Alrighty, so we are down to five, four, three. We are down to number two. This list, again, this was a really, really hard list. And after number two, I'm going to kind of give you my honorable mentions. And even putting people on that list and excluding others was really, really tough. And I just want to say that now before I go any further. I'm sure as you're listening to this, you guys kind of have your own top five or top three or top singer of all time. And that person might not be on my list here. That's totally fine. You know, music... Music is something that, you know, inspires you, touches you, you know, makes you feel certain things. And, you know, for some reason, some singers might influence you or make you feel certain ways than, than, than other singers do. That's absolutely fine. I'm, I'm not saying that I think Laura Jane Grace is technically better than an Aretha Franklin or, or, you know, somebody like that, like an Etta James. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, you know, these women... I've listened to them, I, I, I get emotional reactions, I get, you know, spiritual feelings, you know, what have you, um, you know, it's, it, it was a tough list to put together, but we're on to number two. Number two, one half of the Wilson sisters, the lead singer of Heart, Ann Wilson herself. Um, this is coming from a, a guy that is a huge Joan Jett fan. And trust me, Joan Jett is not on my list. She didn't even make my honorable mentions. And that's that's not taking a thing away from her. Joan Jett is an amazing artist. I think she has a great voice. But, you know, hard rock. I mean, she is the queen of hard rock, Ann Wilson. Um, I mean, she just has... She just has a powerful an angry voice but it's tempered it's like it's like she has this very concise delivery it's a, it, it's it's she packs all this anger and power but it's it's almost like it's streamlined it's very very hard to explain um i read something on her where people say that she she is a dramatic soprano meaning you know her range is in the soprano area but you feel the drama of the music. You feel the passion of her songs coming through in that voice. I mean, that's power right there. And I guess that's what I mean when I say that she, she her, her voice conveys a lot of emotion, a lot of power, a lot of anger, but it's very streamlined and it's perfectly delivered. It's not kind of chaotic and all over the place like a Laura Jane Grace. And again, there's nothing wrong with that style. I love that style. She's number five on my list. But Ann Wilson gives you it's like it's it's like where Laura Jane Grace's voice is like a haymaker punch comes out of nowhere and it just rocks you and Wilson is like that right cross it's straight it's in your face and it just nails you and and you feel it um I mean like I said she you know she is the lead singer of heart she is the quote unquote heart and soul of that group by far I mean if it's not her up there you know belting these hits out you know, this is just another okay band from Seattle. Um, 
if you've never listened to Ann Wilson, if you've never listened to Heart, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. But uh, you should definitely, you should definitely look her up. You should definitely check it out. Um, I think probably one of the the most popular or most well known songs by uh, Heart is Barracuda. Of course, definitely hear that. I mean, especially when she hits that ooh Barracuda. I mean. I'm not even doing it justice. I'm not even going to try. I mean, you feel it. Um, she, like many other artists, have covered you know that Led Zeppelin classic, The Immigrant Song. Listen to Ann Wilson sing The Immigrant Song and tell me that this is not, that she is not like the godmother of hard rock. I mean, she belts it out there almost as good as Robert Plant, maybe better than Robert Plant, I mean, she has got a serious set of pipes on her. Immigrant song, definitely check that out. One of my favorite heart songs, though, has to be Alone. It is just such a mournful, passionate song. And like I said, she delivers all that energy and emotion, but it's nice and compact, and it's streamlined. It's, it's, it's like Amazon. It is delivered right to you perfectly and on time. you got to love it. Alrighty, before I talk about my number one, I got to do my honorable mentions. And again, you know, even even putting, and I put three women on my list here, and I left some others off. And it was a tough call. It was really, really a tough call. But, uh, you know, the three women I put on, I'm going to talk about them really, really briefly. Uh, first honorable mention goes to Celine Dion. Lover or hater, you have to admit that she does have a beautiful voice. I mean, she has sung some of the most famous ballads of all time. Um... I can't speak a lick of French, but I've heard some of her French recordings. I mean, again, I don't know what the heck she's singing, but it's beautiful. She does have a very, very beautiful voice. Some of her pronunciation, because of her accent, kind of throws me off a bit. Am I being very nitpicky? Yes, I am. I think I left her off my list, my top five list, just because overall, I'm just not really a fan of hers. Is her music good? Yeah, it's really, really good. Does she have a beautiful voice? Yes, absolutely. I just don't really connect with her songs and with her as much as I do with some of the other women on my list. Amy Lee. Amy Lee, the lead singer of uh, Evanescence. Oh, my God. I mean, you know, you, you know they, they have that, you know, wake me up inside. You know, you, you've heard that. I mean, just just listen to anything by Evanescence. Just listen to Amy Lee. Let me tell you, she almost made my top five. Amy Lee is an amazing singer. I really regret not putting her in my top five. I mean, she's like a 5B, a 6. I mean, she has got an amazing, powerful voice. Very, very tiny woman. Where all that power and energy comes from and just raw emotion, I have no idea. But, you know, she does it. She puts it out there. My last honorable mention... And people are probably going to write in and they're probably going to shoot me saying that this person should have been number one on my list. And I'm going to tell you why she was not in my top five, why she was not my number one, but she did make an honorable mention. And that's, you know, the Queen of Soul herself, Aretha Franklin. The reason I left her off of my top five list is I am just not as familiar with her as I am with a lot of the other women on this list. Have I heard Aretha Franklin? Yes. Respect? I've heard it. A couple other songs by her, yes, I've heard them. I just don't know that enough about her. She has an amazing voice. I mean, she probably has one of the best voices out there ever. She does not make my top five, 
like I said, just because I'm just not as familiar with her as I am as some of the other women on this, excuse me, as some of the other women on this list. And that's why she's an honorable mention because I, I really do feel that she does have a great voice. Um, I guess it's time for number one. So I remember hearing this woman way back in the early to mid eighties. Um, right around that time I was just hitting my teen years. I was really starting to discover music. Um, you know, before that, I'd listened to the Beatles. I had heard Elvis. You know, I kind of heard some of the popular hits of the day and whatever. It was nice. It was good. When I heard this woman sing, I, I don't know. I, I felt, first of all, I felt like I hit puberty right then and there because just, just the, I mean, her voice, absolutely beautiful. Um, singing about love, singing about hope, singing about overcoming the odds, and just 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 feeling that coming through her voice and coming through her music, I felt like I grew up that day. And not to mention, she was drop dead gorgeous. My number one singer, top five top female vocalists, number one, Whitney Houston. And you can't tell me that I'm wrong about this. I mean, to me. And this is no disrespect to anybody else on this list. This is no disrespect to Aretha Franklin herself. In my mind and in my heart, Whitney Houston had one of the greatest voices ever. You know, before all her problems, before the drugs and, 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 and her, her collapse and her eventual death. I mean, her voice was just, it was perfect. Some people might say Mariah Carey. No, I'm sorry. I was never into Mariah Carey, uh, and, and I think a lot of it was just her attitude. I didn't like her voice, you know, that sort of, like, they call it, like, the whistle note where she gets really high up there. I'm not even going to try to duplicate it. That just didn't do anything for me. I'm sorry. Whitney Houston. Her voice, smooth like velvet. Um just 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 you know where some of the women on my, on my list have like these deep husky smoky smoldering voices Whitney was the opposite you know she didn't have any grit or grime in her voice I mean like an Ella Fitzgerald she was clear as a bell um and and I think what was great about it is you combine that voice with the songs that she had you know the love songs that she had the songs of hope and inspiration you know her voice fit her songs perfectly perfectly i mean it, it, it was it's just a perfect perfect blend and you know like i said it, it was like like every other woman on this list whatever emotion or feeling or or situation that she was trying to express to you she did it perfectly in her music in her in her lyrics in her with her voice i mean it just came through you know the love songs about love and 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 hope and joy i mean you felt it you couldn't help but feel it i mean a beautiful voice and she was a beautiful woman i mean at that time she was probably one of my first celebrity crushes i i will never forget watching her do a guest spot on silver spoons um i forget you know maybe 
she was going to sing a jingle for the toy company or something, or she was endorse, endorsing like a Whitney Houston doll. I, I don't know what it was. I don't know why she was on the show. All I know is I remember that she kind of started dating uh, Mr. Stuffins. Mr. Stuffins, of course, was the lawyer for Ricky Schroeder's dad on the TV show, Name Totally Escapes Me. And I was like, no, 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 no. You don't need that guy. What you need is this 13-year-old right here. And that sounds really, really weird. But, I mean, I had, and, you know, again, when I was doing research for this and going back and watching videos and looking at pictures, I mean, I had forgotten. I had forgotten what a beautiful voice she had and just how beautiful she was in general. I can't believe I have to say this, but (laughs) if you've never listened to Whitney Houston, first of all, you're probably from another planet. This podcast is getting transmitted out into the, you know, solar system and you're on Mars somewhere if you've never heard. But if you've, listen, you've heard Whitney Houston. If you really want to hear what her voice can do and how it can really convey the, the message and emotion, here's the songs that you should definitely listen to. Saving All My Love For You. I mean, that is like a standard. That should be a standard. Um, You know, that's something like when you hear that, you picture somebody back in the 40s or 50s, you know, with the beautiful dress on and and, and like that kind of short haircut, like, like a 50s or a 40s starlet. I mean, saving all my love for you is just a beautiful, beautiful ballad. Didn't we almost have it all? I mean, again, oh my God. I mean, you're going to hear that song. It's going to bring tears to your eyes. Um, So emotional. One of my favorite songs by her. I mean, it showed that she could, that she didn't just necessarily have to do these love ballads. She could do something a little funky. And throughout her career, you know, she kind of mixed all that. The ballads and, and, you know, a little bit of funk and a little bit of hip-hop, things like that. Those are my top three songs for Whitney Houston. And that closes out my list. So just to really summarize it once again, top five female vocalists, Laura Jane Grace of Against Me, Ella Fitzgerald, to me, probably one of the greatest American voices ever, Katie Lang, you know, versatile country, American standards, pop, you name it, she can sing it, Ann Wilson, the godmother of of female hard rock singers, and of course, Whitney Houston, the greatest of them all. Guys, thanks for listening, and again, thanks to everybody that sent in their requests. I still got more to come. Like I said, this is part one. Coming up in a couple of days is my part two my top five male vocalists. Like I said, a bit of an easier time making up that list. And again, I'm sure it's going to stir up some controversy or whatnot uh, next week and the weeks to come. Like I said, at least once a week in September, this week will be twice, I'll be doing your requests. And of course, I'll be giving you a shout out. Thanks again to my friend, Carl. Um, Carl's a very private person. He had asked that I do not disclose his Facebook or his Instagram at all. And I totally, totally respect that. But I know that there's people that listen to this that grew up with Carl and I, so they know who I'm talking about. This is Jay. And let me tell you guys, I had fun doing it. And I'll talk to you later.